0: This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with N.T. Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. N.T. Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. N.T. Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown N.T. Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years, and now the 45 day money back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800 982 9158. That's 800 982 9158, or go to NTFactor.com. That's NTFactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A session where we take your questions. Questions come to program at AOL.com. And what's our next question, please?
1: This comes from... This comes from... I don't have a name. Dr. H consistently pushes back against studies linking eggs and red meat to TMAO, that's trimethylamine oxide... But here are a bunch of studies from some of your favorite publications that seem to suggest limiting eggs and red meat to avoid heart disease. Okay. And he wants to know, should I restrict eggs and red meat in light of the fact that I do have an LDL of 130, although his HDL is 90, his triglycerides are 80? Let me
0: just say, generally, that's a pretty protective level of HDL.
1: Yes, it is. Not
0: 100%. Right. Uh, because other factors sometimes enter in besides cholesterol and HDL yep. to promote cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it, it, the the ultimate test. I mean, we should keep this sounds like broken record, but we say get an EBT heart scan. So he for has, example, he we, has
1: a score of eighty.
0: Score of eighty. So he has he has a little bit of beginnings of right. cardiovascular risk. All right. So that's that situation. And he has an
1: A1C at five point five.
0: Okay. Not, Which is not, not optimal. Not, not optimal. It could be a little lower, but it's, yeah. it is considered normal at the upper range of normal. Yes. Alright, so putting on a saying, what is TMAO? Trimethylamine oxide. Okay, it's this new intriguing theory about the uh, yet another risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Yes. That's an obscure risk factor for cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. because it's not normally checked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are labs that check TMAO. I can't even remember the last time I checked for TMAO. Yeah. Um, but um, it, the thought is that uh, some people uh, metabolize especially choline. Mm-hmm. What are the main sources of choline? Eggs? Eggs. And fish Yeah, are the sources of choline. Now if you look epidemiologically at um, the consumption of eggs mm-hmm. it, you know some people say follow the science. Well, the science is a little divided on that. Some right. studies show that eggs are a risk factor. Others, the vast majority of studies say that eggs are exonerated, not yes. risk factors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may depend on a person's metabolism. Yeah. Um, the other thing is most studies, you know, I think it's pretty well acknowledged that the more fish you consume, the less cardiovascular disease you have. And exactly. that's a source of choline. But this substance, TMAO, is associated with cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. And it is a metabolite of choline. Also carnitine, by the way. Yes. But carnitine is stop, thought to be. stop taking carnitine? No, but that's heart healthy I, for exactly. a lot of people. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. so, so.
1: And helps with fat burning. So, and-
0: so the it, studies go back and forth on is TMAO a risk factor? Um, I think it's individual and it is as you, Toby, in the lead up to this question, we talked a little bit about this before uh, Mm -hmm. starting the podcast today, it's about the microbiome, right?
1: Yes, it's about
0: the microbiome.
1: The microbiome has the ability to either ramp up or ramp down the production of this TMAO. So again, a functioning gut is everything, is really everything. It doesn't matter about the amount of eggs or the red meat that you're having. Mm -hmm. And of course, you always want to have as uh, clean food as possible, organic, Mm grass-fed, all mm -hmm. of that. That has to go without saying at this point. We say this so often. So it's not just about that. He cites a lot of studies. Uh, you know, TMAO rather than cholesterol may be the culprit. Evidence that diabetics should restrict eggs. I mean, he lists a lot of things from American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, from European Journal of Nutrition. I just want to put that out there because he went to a lot of trouble to put this right, together right, right. for this question. So uh, really, the bottom line is is that it's not conclusive.
0: Right, It's I simply mean, not conclusive. It's
1: almost looking at the TMAO all by itself. Right. Not not in the presence in context, of microbiome.
0: In context, yeah. It's
1: like looking at one species of plant life, not in the context of the forest that it's living in.
0: Or, or different strokes for different folks. Yes. Right? Uh, I guess if we want to be rigorous, we could test everybody for TMAO. Yeah. And in the people who do have high TMAO, what could we do? Well, we could tell them to stop eating eggs and fish. And stop taking carnitine if they were taking carnitine, or mm-hmm. we could modify their microbiome. Now there are some studies which show that if you take antibiotics, which kind of indiscriminately kill off a lot of the bacteria, yes, it lowers your TMAO. Mm. So I guess one of the patents that they were looking for was a patent on a drug to lower TMAO. There's a you know it's kind of a follow the money trail here, yes. and they're looking for a new paradigm. Which they could monetize. Yes. And if they could find the ideal antibiotic that lowers TMAO via the gut, then, uh, you know, it would help people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so far the results have been inconsistent on that proposition. TMAO came up about five years ago. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind (coughs) of got, there's a lot of excitement around it. And then it kind of got, you know, they messy. kind of weighed Kind of messy. You know, it's like, eh, yeah, TMAO, but it's not Don't always. eat so, fish? Yeah, I mean, right. Who would tell it's anyone not to eat fish? Ca- counterintuitive, yeah. right? are yeah. allergic to fish. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, do, do fish cause heart disease? No. No. In, in most studies, no. you push back on that. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. Exactly that. Exactly that. So, with an LDL of 130, total cholesterol of 230, the HDL is 90, nice big garbage truck, triglycerides at 80 calcium score of 80, and A1C of 5.5. He wants to know if he should stop eating eggs and red meat.
0: Well, how would you know if it's beneficial? Right. I mean, it would be the absence of problems Mm -hmm. for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. But what would be the metric, you know, to see if it's beneficial? First of all, to see if he has a high TMAO. Right. You could get it measured. Not a lot of labs... Do it readily. It's not Mm -hmm. covered by insurance often, but, you know, you want to do it. make yourself into a science fair project, get it done, find out if it's high, and then stop eating those things and see if it gets lower. Right. But then the question is going to be, you know, is the TMAO hypothesis solid enough to substantiate Mm -hmm. that kind of deprivation over time? Yeah. Even if he does lower it. Right. Right. Right.
1: In the meantime, you could be helped by lowering your A1C. That would be helpful. A little
0: bit of a lower carb diet.
1: Because eat uh, more eggs
0: and fish. And
1: <laughs> yeah, eat more eggs and fish. Stop eating and meat, and stop eating so many carbs, and right. that A1C will come down. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This really is a double-edged sword for many people. So, yeah, I would, I would pay less attention to. TMAO let's
0: I mean, let's yeah. let's watch that I mean, TMAO. Let's watch that paradigm develop.
1: Yes, yes, yes Let's watch it develop because of all the studies that he cited here in this question None of them address the microbiome, right? And that's the question
0: mm-hmm. yep.
1: So it's not TMAO for everyone across the board who are eating eggs and red meat That's not seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not conclusive. Okay so what okay. are we what are we talking about?
0: Enough of this TMI. TMI, TMI. I'm exactly. Making, I'm making the TMI sign. Exactly. Okay. So speaking of TMI, uh, here's some information that uh, some of our sponsors want you to hear. So uh, please uh, listen up. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that. Only offers curated, professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired. Always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to dearhoffmanstore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript. Also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DeerhoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free full script account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's Hoffman drhoffmanstore.com, DrhoffmanStore.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make intelligent medicine a continuing free. Resource to you and now back to our questions. What's next Layla?
1: from Nicole? Hi, dr. Hoffman in a few of your latest podcasts You've talked about EMF uh, And how bad they are for us does this include PEMF pulse electromagnetic field Therapy I would think not Seeing that it's natural. It's a natural earth frequency Pulse electromagnetic field, that's PEMF, as opposed to electronic electromagnetic fields, which Which can come from random and random and non-native, like from your Wi-Fi router and all of these other things
0: that we're talking about. Here's just some really crazy that happens, happened Mm. to me, is they uh, put in some new um, cables in my apartment building, you know, Mm -hmm. to allow, I think, time warner to get into the building. And ever since they've done that, Mm -hmm. maybe they're getting ready for 5G. Uh, ah. there's the, I have like a little vestibule in my apartment. I don't have a very big apartment. I have a little vestibule, you know, mm-hmm. where you come in, you take off your shoes, you know, and you put your keys on the table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, well, foyer, then, foyer, you know, but it hardly, foyer, it, it hardly deserves that term because it's such a small apartment. But anyway, um, it, so when I have, I mean, I listen to, uh, podcasts and I listen to, uh, the radio sometimes using my, tablet, my computer, uh, tablet, or phone, iPhone. And if I walk in that area, I hear this ecstatic. And I'd think, thank God that's the room, not the room I'm sleeping in, because these are soundless, invisible, uh, electromagnetic fields that are messing with the reception on my radio and on my uh, radio, too. It does it with the radio, and it does it with my, my pad. And, you know, this we are saturated in those things. We are.
1: We are. You know what I found out recently? I mean, the bedroom
0: already, yes. is, it's okay, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I found out recently that even using dimmer switches, like on your lights, yes, for ambiance, if that dimmer is on, like yeah. not fully on, but in the middle, I get interference on my radio, yes. on my receiver. Yes. And I hate that. So, I either have to turn it off or turn it all the way up. To help with ambiance, right? Yeah, right, or anything like that—that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. So low-frequency pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, uh, that might be helpful for some things. But if it's in the range of Earth magnetic field, we want native EMF, which is from the Earth. One of the best things we could do is not here on the concrete and the tar, but maybe out in the country is walk barefoot.
0: Stephen Sinatra, grounding, grounding, mm-hmm.
1: grounding. That's what we're talking about.
0: So, but so. here's the thing. Hmm. You know, uh, we cannot exonerate PM, PEMF. Yeah. Because it is artificial. It's non native, right? You know, humans in their wisdom, we say, well, this is in the safe range and that's in the harmful range. And but you know, we don't know. PEMF is therapeutic. It actually yeah. is good for pain. Mm-hmm. It can be. Uh, I've. I've. Had some people sleep on PEMF mats that supposedly help their sleep. But, you know, I think it's a little bit um, tricky Mm -hmm. to emulate the fields that are optimal for human functioning. It's our best guess as to what works and what's not harmful. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think that they're, by an order of magnitude, safer than these random electrical fields that we're exposed to. Yeah. Because it's designed to be therapeutic. But you can't... Completely discount the possibility that these could mess things up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because True. we we are, we are electrical systems in our body. We have mm-hmm. nerves. We our cells. We're have elect- electrical beings. We, there's electrical. Uh, yeah. uh, there's there's electrical potential around our cells. Mm-hmm. You know that. Uh, mm-hmm. So and if those are challenged with interference, maybe our cell function is less good.
1: Yeah. So, Nicole, we're not sure if that includes PEMF
0: or not. So, But uh, some of my yeah. colleagues use PMF, PEMF in uh, treatment mm-hmm. of pain conditions and uh, a variety of problems. And they just rave. They yeah. just say it's fantastic. I don't use those treatments here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is a modality that's popular in integrative medicine.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, if you get out to the country, walk barefoot
0: <laughs> right. on
1: some grass Right. And some soil. Right. And at the beach. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. We have an email from Chris. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. Love your show. You're both so informative. Thank you, Chris, for listening. I recently came across an article from a Japanese study regarding K2 in the form of MK4, Mm -hmm. which was used to prevent bone loss in postmenopausal women. The dosage was 45 micrograms a day of MK4. I've been taking MK-7 once a day of a dosage of about hundred micrograms for many years for osteopenia, osteoporosis, but recently increased it to 200 micrograms after listening to your show. Way to go, Chris. Yes, we definitely want more than 180 micrograms of MK-7. This has worked very well for me. And after reading this study, I'm wondering if I should also be taking the MK-4 at a dosage of 45 micrograms, along with the MK7 of 200 micrograms.
0: What are your thoughts? It, it's a little perplexing because there is um, MK7, yeah. which is a form of vitamin K2. Yes. It's a subtype of vitamin K2. Um,
1: and MK4 is kind of an intermediate metabolite on its way, I believe, the, to be coming. So, in, in this
0: uh, one study that I'm looking at here is... MK7 appears to offer a number of practical benefits over MK4 in terms of lower dosing and single daily dosing instead of multiple dosing. Mm. So the vitamin K2, they say, in the form of MK4, Mm -hmm. has been shown to reduce the proliferation of rheumatoid synovial cells in vitro and in vivo models. Okay, so it's good for- Oh, interesting. So it's also good, not just for bone and heart, but good for rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, da, 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 da. Recently it was found that 45 milligrams per day of MK4 reduced clinical and biochemical markers of disease activity. Um, MK4 is a form of vitamin K2 that has greater bioavailability, bioavailability than MK4. But the therapeutic utility of MK7 in rheumatoid arthritis has not been investigated. Uh, da, da, da. So does it apply to bone? Synthetic MK4 supplements were the first to market. Um and then came MK seven. Research using the MK seven form of vitamin K began about a decade ago. Uh likely due to its longer side chain conferring greater liposolubility, maybe it's more bioavailable, MK seven is a much longer half life than MK four. Mm-hmm. This is the main reason that dosages of MK seven may be as low as forty-five micrograms daily, and that single daily dosing is possible. Uh rah, 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 rah. Um So, this is one viewpoint in the Natural Medicine Journal. Maybe <clears> not the last word on that, but, you know, I think it's also, in the supplement field, there's sometimes there are competing forms, you know, like R-lipoic acid versus alpha-lipoic, alpha-lipoic acid. acid. It's like this yeah. argument, or, you know, is it DIM, or is it, uh, you know, the other form? I,
1: I, 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 uh, indole.
0: indole 3 carbonyl I3C. I you th- know, th- DIM th- versus I3C, it's yeah, 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 yeah. like... It's like this, these civil wars, you know, between, you know, like, which form is better. And sometimes it's there's a proprietary interest in pushing one form over another. Or ubiquinol versus CoQ10 is another example, yes. you know.
1: Yeah. True. True. So, Chris, uh, for bone health, uh, you're better off with the MK7. 200 microgram is a great dose. That's what
0: we prescribe. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, that's what we prescribe pretty much. 300 may be better, but... Don't forget you're also getting some from your diet, if you're eating healthfully. So, thank you for that email. I think we're
0: good for another question.
1: We've got one from Michael. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. Studies regarding the benefits or harmfulness of coffee seem contradictory. What is your view? Do the attributed benefits accrue from the caffeine or from the polyphenols? Wouldn't you agree that the benefits of green tea outweigh any benefits of coffee, Thanks and continue enlightening your listeners. Thank you, Michael. Okay.
0: Well, you know, I think coffee is one of those things that there's again individual differences in tolerance to coffee. Yes. Based on a gene, which is actually fairly easy to analyze. It's not a a polygenic, like a bunch of genes, like 20 genes. It's usually it's one particular one particular gene. Slow metabolizer of uh, caffeine. It has to do with uh, the sip. Pathways, the uh, mm-hmm. pathways of, meta- you know, metabolism of and breakdown yeah. of coffee. So some people are <laughs> fast metabolizers; they break it down very easily, so they can guzzle coffee, and the, they can therefore uh, get plenty of the polyphenols without getting jangly from the, the caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, there's some people who are very slow metabolizers. Yes. They're the people who can't have coffee after you know uh, two o'clock in the afternoon because otherwise it's they affect won't their sleep. sleep. Or they're people who get anxious. Or they're people who can bump their blood pressure or get palpitations. Yes. Um, so it's it's different. And you know what I found is that uh, I'm sort of an intermediate metabolizer of coffee. Mm. I'm pretty sensitive to it, but I'm not the most sensitive to it. So mm. I. I limit it. You know, for me, I'm kind of addictive. So, you know, once I get started, you know, I'm going to just guzzle it. And then I'm going to be like, you know, you don't want to be around me. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. <laughs> if you think I'm talking fast now, it's no, like.
1: No, no. I gave up coffee last November. Yeah. I just got, what I started feeling was that. Because I I love coffee, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes on a week weekend morning, I would use it as a drug to get into my house cleaning yeah yeah headspace yeah like like taking (laughs) like uh, that
0: uh, you know like Adderall or something exactly exactly so let
1: me get Energizer bunnying all around the house or something right right but then I noticed that I would after like that third cup of coffee or so because I love the taste of coffee yeah. I get really tired. I would crash. I would crash yeah, and burn. Yeah. And I realized this was adversely impacting my adrenals. Right.
0: So either. now
1: that I'm of a certain age of 57, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not working so well. So right. I switched to ginger tea. I'm better off without the coffee. Right. But. Uh, I don't miss it that much lately. Right. What I do miss is a strong cup of Earl Grey tea or English breakfast tea right? or something
0: I, like that. I guzzled decaf because I love the flavor of it. Yeah. Uh, I use it as dessert now. You know, if I'm like yeah. craving something after a meal, I just well, have a nice strong cup of uh, decaf. Yeah. Um, the You do get some of the, the polyphenols, the caffeic acid and things yes. like that, which may be beneficial. There's some real benefits to coffee. Coffee have, seems to reduce the risk of uh, colon cancer, of liver disease. Yes. Um, there's something about it, and there's also some studies that show that people who consume a lot of coffee have less cardiovascular disease, paradoxically. That's think interesting. Coffee was, I mean, you know, uh, remember the ads for Sanka? They was, you know, like,
1: oh, uh, with, uh, coffee or Sanka? The way With Dr., with Sen- uh,
0: what's his name? Uh, you know, the, uh, I forgot. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. old TV, but, um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, so, um.
1: But green tea, would you say that green tea is, is
0: higher you up? I can't say that's necessarily beneficial. It's got different things. Chain? It's got EGCG, which is, yes. real, I mean, you know, what I do is I don't really like to drink green tea except on certain occasions I'll have a green tea, but I like a I good, take strong the cup
1: of green tea I at a Japanese pills. restaurant.
0: I take the, okay, then, in those situations, I'm not I'll having I'll have sake, that. it's green yeah, tea. Yeah, no, it's yeah. the situationally I'll have that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what, um, I have to say though is that, Lately for really big workouts, like long distance cycling, you know, where I'm really, like I'm going up hills and I kind of need that extra boost or motivation to to do it. I will put, um, a little bit of a caffeine pill, very low dose caffeine pill into my bottle of electrolytes. Mm -hmm. It's, it's electrolytes with a little bit of caffeine. And that just gives me, when you're, see, when you're caffeine naive, you really feel it, yes, now, if I was drinking five cups of coffee, that would be inconsequential, because really the amount of caffeine in there's about a third of what's in a cup of coffee, yeah, and so but uh or if sometimes like if I'm driving really at late at night, you know, I'm like visiting relatives or something, and it's like, okay, we got to go, it's eleven thirty. I got like a long drive to get home, yes, uh to so give me one like a half cup of regular coffee, yeah. And like, boom! I'm yeah, zooming. You know, it's like nice. turn on the radio, rock music, and like, right. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, what do you think? After not having caffeine since November, you think Saturday morning I should have a cup of coffee and get my Energizer Bunny on cleaning house, and I won't crash and burn?
0: Well, you know, that's a strategy because I got to say that. It, <laughs> I sometimes look at the mess and I go, "Ugh, oh, uh, uh, no. yeah, it's won. like, but you know, you got to power through it, you know. You pow- got to power through it." Right. Yeah. But what's See once you get started, you 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 can you can it's yeah. just getting started. But I love it's that, so daunting. that that
1: I love the buzz of the coffee in the morning cuz I was not drinking decaf. I was drinking full right. on high test,
0: but not very strong or anything. I just drink decaf now, but I got to yeah. tell you, I go through a lot of decaf. But you like the
1: taste of coffee.
0: I That's like the taste good. of coffee. It just you and know, you drink
1: the good quality stuff, the natural water, yes, process decap, water processed decaf, organic. Yeah, not a lot you of drink chemicalized. The good stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: So um, you know, I, I think we've had to do a rethink on coffee. Mm-hmm. It was, it was. uh What's his name? Young uh, was the name of the actor who did this. Uh, Robert Young.
1: Robert Young. Father Robert. knows best. Robert father knows Young? best.
0: Yeah, father knows best. Okay. And then he put on a white coat and he was like a you know getting this the, the, Marcus Welby. Marcus Welby, yes. Did he of do course. Marcus? Yes. He did
1: Marcus Welby. Very too. good.
0: Oh, man. Wow. It's together. We have a brain. We don't have separately. It's like, but to, oh my it, gosh. it's like, yeah. yeah it, so that, that was, uh, Robert Young. Yeah. And Robert Young would be, you know, like somebody would be, like really irritable snapping And You go, now, now try Sanka, you know. It was like, it was like oh, the doctor in the white coats says, get off of caffeine. And that, yeah. I think that gave a lot of people. The impression that caffeine is really bad for you. Yeah. Too much caffeine. I've got a, you know, some people guiltily admit that they drink coffee. And I go, well, you know, it, it depends. I mean, are you here for anxiety? Or are you here for insomnia? Yeah. Are you here because you have calorie I Yeah, blood pressure. Or,
1: what's going on? Yeah, maybe then you're, okay, you're, right. You're, you're worn out. You've got yeah. a feeling of no energy like, well, at all. This, That's too much caffeine. That's is, a
0: little burnout. This we will, see. I mean, yeah. I, I, I recall this like today. I had a patient who was, I mean, he was the ultimate exhaustion patient. He was so tired that he had to put his head down on the on the oh. desk talking to me and oh. complain of exhaustion. I said, so, uh, you know, I got around to the questions, and I said, well, you know, are you consuming any caffeine? And he goes, yes. I said, well, how many? How much caffeine do you consume? He goes, four pots per day of freshly brewed coffee. Oh, well, coffee. There's, there's the problem. And I said, you are, you know, completely obliterating your adrenals. Oh, You're, yeah you have blown them away, right? <laughs> you know, you blow, no wonder so, you're. Yeah, so so and and you're addicted. So in you almost need like an intravenous drip <laughs> of caffeine to stay with sustained levels of caffeine because yeah, your body's yeah, used yeah. to such high doses. Yes, yes. And the problem is you can't be unless you're sitting at a desk you know with a freshly booed pot of coffee in front of you all day long. Uh, I guess possible during lockdown, but this is you know twenty years ago. Wow. Uh, So we, we got him off of caffeine. That had to be an awful withdrawal. Very arduous. But he, he normalized. Mm -hmm. He normalized. I remember this to, to this day.
1: Yeah. That's really something. Yeah. Four pots of
0: coffee. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, you know, he, he addressed his fatigue by taking more and more and more and more and more.
1: Yeah. And it was working against him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Thank you, Michael, for that very thoughtful question.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, this is this is the nature of nutritional advice. Yeah, is that you know the dogma of of twenty years ago, like for eggs and for coffee and for uh, red meat and saturated fat. You know, we have to we have to rethink those things. Absolutely, because nutritional science yeah. uh, proceeds, and that's why mm-hmm. I don't I hate the term "settled science." It's settled si- there.
1: Nope, there's no such thing. It's almost an oxymoron. Yes. Science is ever it's evolving. Dynamic. It's dynamic. I know. It's alive. It's.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, actually, a really intelligent discussion yesterday with uh, Christian Conti, who's one of my favorite guests, and he applied sort of a philosophical model to this. He said that this dates back to Hegel. I said, man, this guy's like, he studied philosophy. Well, Hegel was a 19th century German philosopher. Yeah. And uh, he. Uh, and it, it, now I vaguely remember when I studied philosophy that he introduced the idea of thesis and counter thesis and then synthesis. That's how ah. s- thought process and scientific progress proceeds is that, you know, people advance a the theory, then they challenge it, mm-hmm. and then it's amalgamated and synthesized, mm-hmm. but it's continually evolving. Always. And yes. so he was one of the first guys who introduced the notion that there's no Scientific immutable truths. There are this constant refinement of mm-hmm. science. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that with COVID. Big oh, time. Oh, yeah. You know, the dogmas that we subscribed to a year ago are being challenged and overturned. Yes. And. And questioned and. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I applaud the questioning and some of it's yeah. wackadoodle questioning. We, okay, so we can, we can push back against that, but mm-hmm. we shouldn't stifle it. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely one example, and we discussed this last week, is the origins of COVID. You know, it's like, well, this crazy theory that escaped from a Chinese lab. Now, hmm. major scientists are yes. signing on to that. Yeah. They're coming out of the woodwork and they're saying, well, we were reluctant to say this, but, you know, examining the evidence, mm-hmm. it's it can be pretty compelling. hmm mm-hmm. uh, You know, was it, did it just evolve and jump from one animal species to humans, or was it engineered? hmm it appears to have a patent. <laughs> yeah. Well, And
1: yeah. so might NAC one day. Oh, no.
0: That's okay. right. Yeah. Some corner of the market on Corona. I know. All right. So, uh, with that, on that note, let's uh, sign off for the week. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And continue sending your questions to radioprogram at AOL.com. Great questions. Really thought provoking. Yes. And, uh, thank you, everybody, thank for you the questions. For helping us tee off on a variety of subjects. See you next week. This
1: is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212 212- 779-1744. 7, 7, 4, 4. That's 212-779-1744. 2, 2, 7, 7, 4, 4. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health